Hello and welcome everyone. It is time to enter the Kumite. This is not a sport. I repeat, this is not a sport. This is not a podcast. No, no, we don't do that anymore, buddy. <laughs> Every time I like, listen back to it, I'm like, it's just so, like, I just cringe a little. <clears throat> That's my first time back in a while. I had to, I had to pull just, one on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm joined today by my friend and fellow colleague, Daniel Caballero. Hello, hello. And our technical engineer, the Nine Fro Ninja himself, Sean Myers. Today we will be discussing UFC 264 Poirier versus McGregor. If you enjoy the content we're creating, guys, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Don't be afraid to hit that little bell icon either. That way you can stay up to date with the latest Kumite gossip. Yep. All right, so we're mostly going to be digging into the main card, putting our picks in the hat for it. But there's a couple fights on this card that I'm, I'm looking forward to than most of the main event <laughs> or main card. Um, first off, we got Nico Price versus Michelle Pajera. Um, this is the banger of the night, guys. This will either be given a fight of the night or knockout of the night, given on how it goes. Yeah. It's either going to be a three-round dog fight with crazy scrambles and everything in between, or it's going to be a really flashy KO from one to the other. Yeah, either way, it's going to give the fans what they want, all those casual fighters that just want people, or casual fans that just want fighters to go out there and start wailing, Yeah, you know? It's going to be a good show. Yeah, you know, Michelle is very, very crazy. Just throws the weirdest things in the book, but throws them with such power and speed that it's dangerous. And Nico, Nico's just, he's just a dog. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Michelle Pajero, though, if I'm trying to choose, trying to make some money. Um, he looks to be the faster fighter. I think that'll be the deciding factor here. Um, however, Nico is an assassin and can win the fight in many ways. He has great elbows, great scrambles, and better inside boxing, in my opinion. Uh, Michelle is probably fast enough to get in and out quick enough to avoid a lot of the damage coming back his way. Price needs this to be a close-up dogfight, and, and he, he's got to keep the scrambles coming. If he can do this without getting caught with some crazy shit, then he could probably find a chance to finish the fight. I could see... Um, some crazy scrambles, and then Nico Price taking Pajeda's back and, and maybe getting a rear naked choke. It only being finish. a three-round fight, you know, we, we were not going to see, of course, any five rounds uh, out of these guys just yet, but but do you think either of them are going to gas out early? You know? I don't think Nico Price will. Um, Michelle Pajera has that quick twitch fiber muscle where he will get tired, but he does a really good job at taking his downtime and then yeah. knowing when to explode. Kind of like Yoel Romero. Well, Romero he's... doesn't have the best gas tank, but he knows how to like conserve his energy and knows to use it in bursts. That's good. That's good. Only three rounds. Hopefully they can last all the way. If not, then maybe one of them might take it just on that alone. But if someone gets tired or we're the, to the point where it actually affects their performance, I think mm -hmm. it would be Pajara. I think he would lose his speed, um, which would actually be... Really detrimental in the fight. I think Nico Price is very dangerous. <clears throat> um, oh, next up. Ooh, I can't wait. It's the return of Ryan Hall, guys. Uh, he's been away for two years, the BJJ prodigy. Um, this is one of the most anticipated fights on the card for me. Uh, we have the elite Georgian prospect against the BJJ prodigy. Um, a lot of Ryan Hall's opponents were very worried about going to the ground with him, so it made for some lackluster fights. Um, just you watch. If Ilya is willing to go to the ground with Hall, this will become an interesting fight very quickly. Hall's got very good ankle locks, knee bars, 
Hall's the type of fighter, like when he, you could see it when he fought Gray Maynard. <laughs> Anytime Gray Maynard would come forward with uh, pressure boxing, he would literally just lay down on his back <laughs> and invite him into his guard. That's how good and confident Ryan Hall is with his guard. But it made for a very boring fight because Gray Maynard's like, I'm not doing that because so I know funny. that's the only way you can win this fight. That just reminds me of uh, there, there's a uh, Simpsons bit. It's either the Simpsons or Family Guy where the guy just comes up to the house and he's all like, oh, I, know, I know Brazilian jiu-jitsu and lays down on the ground and just uh, <laughs> sits there, mount, now mount to me so I may destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like it's just a terrible position, but he feels comfortable there and he, he feels a lot more comfortable there than in boxing range. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both of these guys are top-notch fighters. Um, we're going to see either or both um, Ilya's grappling tested and Ryan's striking defense tested. I see Hall doing some of the things he did with Gray Maynard where he would, you know, throw some head kicks and then try to lay down when uh, he would march forward. Um, I don't think he wants anything to do with Ilya's stand-up. Um, I guess we're going to see if Ilya will be willing to engage with Ryan um, on the ground and, and go into his guard. Um, we haven't particularly seen too, too much uh, good wrestling from him. Um, I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's needed to use it um, just because he's got his power, his speed, um, really dangerous striking. He throws a lot of different weapons. Um, ultimately, though, I am going to go with Ilya Top Toporia. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Hall would have had a serious shot to contend for that title about three years ago, but uh, I feel the world is passing up these specialists, you know. Ilya is young. He's hungry, and he's honestly more versatile. Uh, Ryan Hall throws a lot of kicks. Um, a lot of them are naked. He's, does, he's not confident in his boxing, and like I said, he, he just wants to grapple. Mm -hmm. um, Ilya does go to the body a lot, and we may see a head kick from Ryan Hall if he can time it. Because um, Ilya does like to work that body. Seems like an interesting prelim, something that everybody can see. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. I mean, Ryan Hall is a legit... He's a prodigy, a BJJ prodigy, and it was it was really hard to see this really talented fighter not be able to get any fights back in the day. Nobody wanted to fight him because he mm -hmm. wasn't a big name. He put on lackluster performances because nobody wanted to grapple with him, and he wasn't high up in the rankings. It wasn't worth it for most of the fighters, so they just weren't taking it. Mm -hmm. um, but moving on to the main card, we got Sean O'Malley versus Chris Moutinho. Um... Moutinho stepping in uh, for Louis Smolka on short short notice. That's um, crazy that he's getting a main card debut. Yeah, this is his first fight in the UFC. Um, we may see a bit of an adjustment to the higher-level competition from him. Um, but, man, I, I, I went back and I watched him tape on this guy. Um, I, I got to go with Sean O'Malley via first-round TKO. Um, He's also stepping in on this fight, though. How, how, how much notice does he have? I didn't even. It's only a week or two. So yeah, he he's coming in a little bit underprepared. Yeah, even his style, though. Like, I feel he's a bit rigid and kind of easy to read. Mm -hmm. um, but he's trying to utilize feints, which is good to see. Um, but his feints aren't. Believable. I doubt that they're going to be in line with Sean O'Malley's feints as well. Sean O'Malley's on a different level when it comes to his when counter comes games. To feints and counters and yep. setting you up. And he squares up a bit too much for O'Malley. Mm -hmm. O'Malley's really good at finding those angles and picking his shots. And that's, what I, that's exactly what I see. I see O'Malley picking an angle on the outside foot somewhere, dancing mm -hmm. around, gets Moutinho to stop 
adjusting his direct the direction he's facing for just a second and gets caught. Yeah. And I see O'Malley landing straight for the finish in the first round. Um, next up, we got Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya. That's, um, that's nice. I, I, I wouldn't be able to pronounce that name. <laughs> this is a good fight. Uh, pretty much anyone with a couple of good wins will be thrown at Nunes at this point. So <laughs> either of these women could be challenging for the title after this fight. So uh, both women have a win over Ketlin Vieira, who's a legit contender. Um, and Irene Aldana, man, caught her with a beautiful lead hook and to knock her out. That was impressive. Um, but in this fight, Kuniskaya will probably have the more diverse striking game. Mm. But Aldana will likely have the better boxing, especially in range. Um, I love Aldana's one to two to uppercut. Definitely one of her most refined techniques. And she has that nasty lead hook that I was just talking about. She dips in and she really puts all of her weight behind it. And she knocked Kellen Vieira out clean. That was nasty. <laughs> um, ultimately, I'm going to go with Irene Aldana via decision. Uh, Giannis, Yana is pretty responsible when it comes to her defense. Um, but I feel like Aldana is going to do some good work from the outside. Um, we may see Kuniskaya's grappling come into play, but I don't feel like she'll really be able to keep Aldana down or, you know, aggressively yeah. take her down. Okay, next up, Ty Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy is faster and more powerful, but Tuivasa has more experience and can thrive in a dog fight. I think he's going to want this to be a dog fight. Um, I think he's going to want to wear on Hardy to gas him out. Hardy doesn't have the best gas tank. Um, and Tui Vasa does get tired, but he just powers through it every time I've seen him. Um, but I could definitely see Tui Vasa getting caught early on, trying to make it a dog fight. Hardy has shown to have some power in those hands, and at times he can, he can time the, the, the right shot at the right time. Um, ultimately, though, I see Tuivasa trying to bring the pressure and getting caught. I think Hardy has gotten a lot better at being aware of what his opponents are doing. And Tuivasa, man, he leaves his hands down too often when he's coming forward. You can't do that in the heavyweight division. Um, I would not be surprised if Tuivasa takes the fight to Hardy and makes him wilt under the pressure, though. Um, and getting a late stoppage or possibly a decision, Hardy is pretty tough. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to say Hardy via first-round TKO. Um, this is the heavyweight division, and you have to be very careful. Um, I feel like Hardy is more careful uh, when it comes to defense, even though he has much less experience than Tuivasa. Next up, we have Gilbert Dorinho Burns versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, the jiu-jitsu legend. Versus the karate master. I love how much he's actually brought the karate style into the UFC because he has that he has that stance, that bouncy karate stance that he just loves to to fight in. He has his hands way down, just sitting there moving on you, and will throw so strikes from any part of his body. Yeah, at any time, so quickly. Yeah, he's good. He's good. You don't see the, you don't see very many karate guys in the UFC, not at this level. You don't. You don't. I mean, it's hard, it, it's rare to see specialists now. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, for all those people out there who say, you know, karate's for women to defend their purse, <laughs> look at Stevie Wonderboy Thompson. You got to take what, what works and you got to yep. get rid of what doesn't. But you have to do that with every martial arts. Every single one. Every single one of them has stuff There's that you probably shouldn't do in a real different fight. Different things. You know, you yeah. can't. Tai Chi was a martial arts at one point in time. It technically still is, you know. Technically. <laughs> technically. This is spirit boxing. <laughs> get ready. Uh, but this is one of the most important fights in the welterweight division right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Thompson could potentially be one of the hardest fights for Kamaru Usman given his elusive style, yep. his great movement. He's very hard to get his back to the cage because he always backs up at angles. He always has linear movement. Um, takedown defense and his counter potential, man. He's going to be faster than Kamaru. He's going to know more about you know his angles and his striking than Kamaru. I think Kamaru, if, if he fights Steven Wonderboy Thompson, I think he's going to have to go back to his wrestling. I don't think he's going to be able to rely on that jab. I don't see him getting the, the knockout. Well, I'd really like to see that fight, but how is he going to compare against Burns, against the jiu master, man? Yeah, I'm curious if Burns is going to come out here trying to impose his grappling, because that's what he's good at, and he just recently got knocked out. Um, but I hope so. I hope he does. Because yeah. um, he does have a chance of getting... He's got to get his hands on Thompson, though. That's yeah, the problem. Get, and Thompson has that reach on him. He's a yeah. pretty lengthy guy. And he's with, tall. With him using that wide stance and throwing those kicks from so far away, he's going to be able to keep him at range. I'm going to be very interested to see if Burns can get, yeah, what, get him down. What is their game plan to safely get inside Stephen Thompson's bubble yeah. and take him down? Um, but we still haven't seen Thompson be controlled on the ground mm-hmm. you know he trains with chris weidman every day mm-hmm. you know or you know often you know they're they're <laughs> good buddies they, they train at the same gym um and thompson is shown to have good takedown defense good get up game um but we haven't seen it tested um and we haven't seen someone need that against thompson or you know really even be able to close the distance so yeah. i'm excited to see this um thompson i feel is going to be uh too fast for Burns, and Burns is coming off that TKO. I feel like Burns doesn't have too much to offer on the feet, offer Thompson on the feet. It's going to be a matter of who can put the other in their comfort zone and and work yeah. it the best. Yeah, you know, who's going to control the, the geography of the fight, yep. as Teddy Atlas would say. And I think uh, Burns is going to be at a disadvantage because they're going to start in Stephen Thompson's range. comfortable yeah. area. Um, I see Thompson chopping Burns up. While he's trying to get, while he's trying to close the distance, mm-hmm. walking into the wood chipper, Leota Machida style. But I can definitely see Burns, you know, taking his back and getting something on the ground if he takes him down. I see Burns coming out very defensively at first and trying to cover def- distance responsibly, um, and then I see him slowly start to get frustrated and open himself up a bit um, to hit Thompson with something meaningful. I predict Thompson be a decision. I feel like Burns is going to play this fight kind of safe and a bit timid. Honestly. I'll go ahead and throw my pick in the hat and pick uh, Thompson TKO second round. Yeah, that, that was that's an alluring one. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about doing it too, but I was like, you know what? Burns is tough, and he just came off that knock. I feel like he's going to play it really safe. Yeah. Um, okay, time for the, the, the trilogy. The main card. The fight of the night. The saga continues. Um, is this Connor's last chance? We don't know it, Just to preserve be. his image in the eyes of the public. He he, he needs a win. He needs. He definitely bad. needs a win. Um, and over Dustin Poirier, put him right back up there in the you know everyone's yeah. respect. You know it will, but who's gonna take it this time? We've seen Poirier get knocked out by Connor. We've also seen Poirier knock out Connor. Who's gonna take it? This fight can go either way, and that's what I love about. The mixed martial arts in the UFC, yeah. they're putting on yep. competitive fights where you don't know who's going to win. A lot of these boxing you matches, you know tell. who's going to win. Yep. Someone's getting set up, you know? <laughs> you, you cannot tell in the world of mixed martial arts. You yeah. can't put a bet on this and be 100% confident. But, yeah, this is the kind of trilogy that combat sports needs in order to make history. Mm-hmm. doesn't always matter if they're even technically the best. Like, Khabib is the best. But to see the highly competitive fights in which nobody knows who's going to win, that's what's important. Yes. 
Um, we already put a, out a video on the the breakdown of McGregor and Poirier. Um, I, I would suggest you guys go check that out if you want a more in-detailed analysis yes, of yes. how we see the fight playing out. You're both on YouTube and Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. Um, I think, podcast. but to kind of sum it up, I, I believe things will be even in the clinch. Uh, Connor will likely be landing some shots in the clinch, and Dustin will likely be spending the majority of the time pushing Connor against the cage. But Connor does seem to be stronger when he explodes into something. He just can't sustain that against Dustin, who's consistently stronger than Connor. I think we're going to be seeing some interesting clinch striking because watch because going shoulders. back and looking over, <laughs> he he we we saw the shoulder strikes when Conor McGregor fought. Uh, Cerrone, Cowboy, Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. He's the one that got pretty much TKO'd by a shoulder. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he got rocked by a shoulder. But it was, it was crazy. interesting to see Poirier saw that and and took it into account. When watching the second fight again, he, he got caught by it once, maybe twice, and every single time he knew exactly, get his head on the other side of his head. <laughs> Get out of it, and he was throwing some of them back. He's trying. He's trying. He can't do it as well. He can't do it as well as Connor. Just like literally took his shoulder out of the socket and threw it at him. (laughs) I don't know what was going on there, but he's got that down. But I think Poirier is going to be able to defend against that. He already has once. Um, uh, He he's really good at turning Connor around and getting him. Whenever Connor pushes him to the to the back and puts his back on the cage, he gets around and puts Connor's back on the cage, and that's how he got him in the last fight. Is apply the pressure to him after he was tired already. Yeah, and I mean Connor slowed down, but it was, I feel like it was more of the calf than it was his cardio in that case. I believe they both slowed down because even even uh, Poirier, he he was slipping and staying right out of range of Connor's jab and his cross in the first round, but after he started losing. Some of that gas, he he started getting caught by a few more of them in the second. Yeah, Puyo will go five rounds, but he mm-hmm. does lose some speed, lose some you know, some of that power on those punches as the time goes on. And he knows to go for those calf kicks, for those leg kicks to shorten and, and uh, uh, yeah, shorten his base, shorten McGregor's base, where he can't sit there and be so at range the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Uh, it, with those calf kicks being into play, it really does limit what Connor can do and what Connor's options are to win this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, unless Connor comes, unless their 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 team comes up with an amazing game plan to just straight counter those kicks, Dustin can't throw naked naked kicks anymore. You can because Connor's practicing that. You know they're going over drills. If he throws one naked kick, Connor's about to lean in and throw that hand, um, that left hand. Um, and I see that potentially being a problem here. Um, I don't see Dustin's wrestling being a direct threat. Obviously, it'll help him mix up his offense. Um, he got a takedown in he the did. first round of the last fight. He slipped under that left hand. That's yes. how he got it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I see Poya getting the takedown. I don't see him being able to keep Connor there. Connor's no, really good Connor at scooting his back all the way to the get, cage. He got there quick. He crawled all the way to his <laughs> corner. Yes, <he> did. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do now, guys? <laughs> um... But I feel like Connor's going to focus more on countering instead mm-hmm. of chasing Poirier this time, not putting himself in Poirier's range. Yep. He needs Poirier to come forward because Poirier's honestly kind of limited and easy to read when he's striking at range. Mm-hmm. And Connor should be able to outwork him outside the pocket. He, he also needs to pull out that, that boxing 
that he's been working on so much because one thing he likes to do when he gets his back to the cage is he likes to sit there and, and Muhammad Ali just bob and weave and never likes to actually get out of the pocket to where he can, you know, readjust and come back on him. Poirier caught on to that shit so quick. Yes, caught him he, with that hook. And that, <laughs> that and right yeah, hook. and now he knows. So one thing I do give Connor is that he's very good at improvising. You know, it's shown with the shoulder. It's shown with all the like he's ways creative. he's won. He's very creative. So I hope that he can come up with a plan I, that can, uh, you know, at least make this challenging. And he's saying he's wanted to bring out more weapons this fight. He said, I didn't get to show all my weapons last fight. I was just trying to box. All we saw from Connor was a good one-two. He's going to judo chop this guy or something like that? Whoa, we don't know, man. I'm ready to see some more spinning heel kicks, bro. Dude, right. That would be that would be fun. I would love, like, uh, an Edison Barbosa spinning heel kick knockout from him. <laughs> I don't see that happening. But I do see him using that using those spinning kicks to make Dustin go in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. And then he can land that left hand. He may be taking from, uh, who was it? Was it O'Malley? That that would fake those spinning heel kicks, and then throw straight. No, you, you we were watching a fight not too long ago where there was a fighter who was faking those those like back spinning side kicks and and he he kept on like turning back. Oh my gosh, who was that? You, oh, you know what I'm talking I about. Don't, I'm not gonna remember it. I don't want to take up too much time like <laughs> trying to remember who it was. But yeah, I that think was it really was Sean O'Malley. So was it Sean? Okay, uh, okay. It, it, it could have been O'Malley. Yeah great thing about martial arts is there's so much you can do with it he might be pulling from tai chi and come up here and do some kung fu stuff <laughs> never know um if dustin does his typical stance switch overhand to start putting on the pressure i really do see him getting punished badly um hopefully he's a bit more bouncy hopefully connor's a bit more bouncy and throw some kicks his spinning kicks really help to dictate his opponent's movement so he can more diversely land that left hand um one of the issues in the last fight for him was dustin knew exactly what connor was trying to do because Connor was trying to force the one-two. Connor was trying to force the knockout. So, yeah, they, those punches still hurt. Poye admitted those punches hurt, but Poye saw them coming. And Poye is not just going to get dropped by a punch that he sees coming. It's always a punch you don't see that straight just knocks you out. Um, Dustin is going to have Connor's respect with his hands now. <laughs> That's going to make it easier for him to set up those leg kicks. Um, I will say that. You know, like I was saying earlier, he cannot be throwing naked leg kicks. I guarantee you that at least one of Connor's answers to the leg kicks is to time it and throw that power hand down the center. He's also, I hopefully, going to check a few more of them. He had a hard time checking them in the last fight. And, you know, Poe said that he was checking them wrong when he was checking. He said he wasn't turning his knee all the way out, and he was mm -hmm. still catching the bat into the kicks. Maybe so. we might see a, uh, another, another broken leg. Ooh, man, I don't, don't jinx it. <laughs> um, but between the leg kicks, the takedown threat, and the strong in-close boxing, Dustin has a lot of tools at his disposal and can potentially keep Connor guessing if Connor gets in his head and starts thinking too much. Because Connor's smart. He has yep. high IQ. And yes, so if you give him too many things to think about, he freezes sometimes. Uh -huh. And that's what he did against when his back was against the cage at the very end of the fight with Poye. Um, ultimately, though, guys, and this is a hard fight. This is 50-50, so don't, don't hate on me if I get it wrong. All you Poye fans out there, I'm a Poye fan. Uh, but I am going to go with Connor by a second-round TKO. Why is it always a second round? You know, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stick to second round, and I'm going to stick to TKO, but I'm going to go with Dustin. I think Ooh. Dustin may have cracked the code on Connor because, you know, like we can take a little bit from Nate Diaz, but Nate Diaz just has – he got him on the ground. He knows what to do there. But well, I think – Connor went for a takedown because yeah. Nate caught his ass. <laughs> <and> he <was laughs> tired. But I think Poirier figured out the code to beating him up top, and I think he can at least to keep him away until he wears him down a bit and then catch him when he's not ready. 
It's definitely possible. I mean, either I would if I was... It can go either way. I, I, I would... At, before their last fight, I would have been kind of hesitant to go with that prediction, mm-hmm. Poirier by knockout, but after we saw what we saw, Poirier catches him with a clean hook, yep. it might be game over. It might. With that, guys, we will go ahead and wrap up our thoughts on UFC 264. I want to thank you, Daniel, yes, sir. for joining me today thank and you sharing your me. insights. Of course. I'd like to thank our technical engineer, the 9 for Ninja himself, Sean Myers, for the sound we are sharing here. Shound. The sound. <laughs> the sound we're sharing. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to thank the fighters for going up on the world stage and laying it all on the line. And lastly, but certainly not least, I'd like to thank you, our viewers, for joining the Kumite with us here today. If you like what we're doing here, guys, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget, this is not a sport. You don't play fight.